Life Audio. I practically popped out of bed. I, you know, did my devotion time with the Lord. You know what I mean? I went and I worked out fasted. I came back, took the dogs for the walk, did everything, settled in for work by nine. And you couldn't tell me that I wasn't living my best life then. Yeah. Because I was lean. Uh, I didn't have a period. That was a problem. I didn't quite have all the symptoms yet. Mm. You know what I mean? But my morning routine looked like everybody's Instagram. Like, this is Mm. what I do in the morning. And like, Mm. you know, like I was living that life. And I'm like, look at me. I can wake up at six with no alarm. I must be so healthy. And I was really at the least healthiest I had ever been in my life. My cholesterol started to climb due to lack Mm. of estrogen. Hey, friends, that was Ashley Smith, and she's my guest today on the Compare Do Show. I'm Heather Creekmore. I'm glad you're listening. Ashley is amazing. You are going to love the conversation we have today. It went so long, it went into a second episode. Let me tell you a little bit about Ashley. She is a women's holistic hormone health practitioner. She specializes in helping women heal from hypothalamic amenorrhea and restore their fertility naturally. After going through her own HA healing journey and battling the mental and emotional stronghold of seeking validation, worthiness, and praise about her body, she finally surrendered, submitted, and received what God had already spoken about her body. But friends, I expected my conversation with Ashley to be fairly technical and specific around these hormonal conditions that are sometimes connected to things we do out of our body image issues. And instead, Ashley and I had an amazing conversation where we do talk about some of those medical details, but we also just talk about body image struggles in general, our struggle with our ideals, our struggle with how we define health. There's so much good stuff in these two episodes. I hope you listen and tell a friend about them. Well, this episode is sponsored by Classical Conversations. And today I want to tell you about a brand new resource from Classical Conversations called Scribblers at Home Recipes for Lifelong Learners. It's an at-home curricula for homeschool families with children ages four to eight. And it includes step-by-step activities, easy to follow charts that will help you cultivate a love of lifelong learning in your child through intentional everyday play. Find magic in the mundane as your kitchen becomes a classroom, your backyard becomes a laboratory and your child develops simple learning rhythms that will carry with them through life. You can use Scribblers at Home to complement the Classical Conversations Foundations program or just use it on its own. Either way, this new resource will help homeschool parents of little learners create a family environment where habits like playing, praying, and reading come naturally. It's coming soon in 2023. Learn more about it at classicalconversations.com slash scribblers hyphen compared to who. That's classicalconversations.com slash scribblers hyphen compared to who. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Ashley Smith, thanks so much for being on the Compared to Who show today. 
Oh, I love it. And I love your uh, title or like the name of this pod compared to who I was like, Ooh, that is so good. Way to get straight to the root. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. Well, what you do is kind of a mouthful. Like I've been practicing this morning saying hypothalamic amenorrhea. Did I get it right? But but um, yeah, like at some point, it's gonna just like roll off your tongue. You're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yes, hypothalamic amenorrhea oh, I was is close. a mouthful. No, you're very close. And so basically, it's talking about the condition of the suppressed HPO access, which is our hypothalamus, pituitary, and our ovaries. And so that um, system gets suppressed and results in hypothalamic amenorrhea, which simply means, and I'll break it down, amenorrhea is a lack of cycle. You can have primary, you can have secondary. Secondary is like when you've had your period for three months at least. So whether you're 30, 40, uh, 13, 16, like you've had your cycle for at least three months and then it is disappeared. It is mm-hmm. like gone, vanished. You you know what I mean? There's no signs of it. And hypothalamic really just speaks to what I was talking about before of the system that's being suppressed. It's not broken. It's not permanently damaged. It is just God has designed our body in such an intricate way that there are backup mechanisms to keep us alive. And so for that in a very twisted, weird way, and I don't expect you to count it all as joy in the beginning, (laughs) eventually my clients do get to this point point where they're like, you know, don't tell anybody I said this. And I wouldn't tell this to myself, but I am thankful that I developed this because there are some things I really needed to address that cause the suppression of the hypothalamus and pituitary. But yeah. Yeah. So let me tell you my story. (laughs) Yes, please. I'm So so I was, so high school for me looked like, see how long you can go without eating. Mm. Um, and I got down to my lowest weight before I went to college because I was really worried about gaining weight in college. And I also went to college young. I was 17 freshman year of college. I was probably refeeding is the word I would use now (laughs) after high school, but I gained almost 50 pounds freshman year of college and then went home that summer, fasted as much as I could, ate as little as possible, was trying to quote unquote, take the weight off Mm -hmm. before going back sophomore year. And I think I made it through September or October of sophomore year. And then my period disappeared. And I told my mom, but she had PCOS and she'd always been a regular. In fact, mm-hmm. they told her she'd never get pregnant. So yeah. my brother and I were kind of the miracles. And, you know, so she just kind of relied on, I think what she knew her, her limited range of knowledge from her yeah. experience. And she's like, well, you know, you're stressed and, you know, college is stressful. And I didn't have regular periods. Now I had always had regular periods until then, mm-hmm. but I didn't have regular periods. So maybe you're just, you know, doing what I did. And, and what I was doing food wise was I would go a couple of days and try not to eat. And then of course, you know, <laughs> refeed, then binge and then, okay, well, I can't eat for the next couple of days and binge. And I had started exercising sophomore year too. That was the wow. added element and it was gone for nine months. And then it came back and I didn't get help. <laughs> I just like, well, I'm not pregnant. So I guess it'll come back when it wants to come back. And honestly, Ashley, I don't remember, I don't remember feeling scared about it, if I'm honest, because I wasn't 
like in a position where I wanted to have kids and I wasn't really thinking about my fertility, but I've shared this story in my book and I've shared it on the show a little bit, but I've had lots of women reach out to me and say, Hey, like I lost my period too. Like, how'd you get yours back? And I'm like, I didn't really do anything. I need to find someone who can answer that question. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love this. Yeah. So, so what do you hear in my story and, and what do you hear in other people's story? Like, like what's going on with this? Absolutely. And so I'm going to share a little bit of mine just so that I can give another version of what this can look like as well, too. And then like we can like dive into both of our stories. Awesome. So my story, um, I remember, I just think I remember always feeling bigger. Like I just had this concept that I was bigger than everybody in um, middle school, but I didn't really take any action on it. I was just like, well, I mean, they're kind of scrawny, you know what I mean? You know, like you know, like I feel like I still had some like resiliency built up in me in middle school and then um high school, you know, you wind up kind of going to high school with the same people that you went to middle school and they were still much thinner and I was like, I really wow, well maybe I like confirmed bias, right? Maybe yeah. I really am just like bigger than everybody else looking back. Yeah not like you know what I mean and I think that's really important is because I think if we rely on how we feel Mm. we're always going to be misled because Mm. and not because feelings are bad and not because they're not real but one thing I like to ask my clients but are they valid Mm. are they valid because the way you felt when you woke up this morning is not the same as that, the way you felt when you went to bed. So we already know outside of body image, this, you know, like our feelings shift from yeah. hour by hour, from morning to night. You know what I mean? And so I don't want to like, like talk down on feelings because they do tend to be an indicator of what's going on. But the indicator in this case is, oh, my feelings can ebb and flow and they change and they don't really need a reason to change. Sometimes there is a reason and sometimes there's not, you know, so circling back in, you know, um, and then I went to college and I just remember I was always really strong. I also have PCOS as well. Right. So thankfully, you know, like one of the attributes is that you have more muscle mass and you tend to be able to build muscle easier. And so I have always been physically strong, but I didn't look strong. Like, I think if you looked at me, you weren't like, she's really strong. But so I always feel like I didn't match up to how I felt on the inside. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. I wanted quote unquote, what society tells me is a strong body is Mm -hmm. someone who's super lean with visible muscles right and I was like I just need this to match up for myself you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so in college I kind of started doing the over exercising I I also played d1 softball and so exercise and working out was always part of everything I've done since I was 10 you know what I mean since you know I played uh softball so it would be like five games in two days travel ball at the age of like 10 you know what I mean all the way up until college to where we're traveling and playing double headers we're waking up we're working out so it's never not been but that's the first time I was like maybe I should add a spin class Mm. y'all I was working out I had a practice for two and a half hours and I also played outfield so please believe I was running for two and a half hours Mm. lifting Mm. then extra work. And I thought I needed an extra spin class. Yeah. 
Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And then I was like, well, I still don't see my body changing. So that's when I probably started dieting then. And it was more just like probably portion control then. So then I graduated and then I was like, I really just feel like this is one area of my life that I've not been able to be successful in. Mm -hmm. So I started macro counting. Um, I hired a coach and I lost tons of weight. And then I wound up working for that company and I became a nutrition coach myself. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's when things really got crazy was because for me, I, because, because the market is so saturated that I felt like like I needed to stand out and be validated through my body. Mm -hmm. And I share that because you don't have to be a nutrition coach to feel validation through your body. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody does it. I'm a speaker, so I want to look a certain way. Okay. You know, like I can say, what does success look like to you? And you instantly have an image pop up in your head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'll say that and it's an image and it's not even me. I'm like, this is twisted. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's not yeah. even my hair color. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so just to pinpoint that everybody has to eventually wrestle and maybe it's a short wrestle. Maybe it's a, maybe it's nothing really big for them, but for women, I don't know very many women that have not had to do this dance with God mm-hmm. and is being let out on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's when I really started to not, it wasn't just about keeping off the weight. It was like, how lean can I get? How much more muscular can I get? And not so much in the bodybuilding realm of things of like taking steroids or anything like that. But I was lean enough to be like stage ready. You know what I mean? For Mm -hmm. competitions. And I would walk around that lean because there was always another event on the calendar, on the horizon that I wanted to quote unquote, look my best for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what that winds up being is year around dieting Mm -hmm. year after year after year, because there's always a birthday. There's always a wedding. There's always a celebration. There's Mm -hmm. always a graduation. You know, there's always a vacation. There's Mm -hmm. always a trip. Right. And so it's a very subtle way to restrict long-term 
over a period of years. So I wound up losing my cycle. But when I told the doctors, like they didn't even look up from their chart. They're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I, so like, I was like, well, the medical professionals are not concerned. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And at that time I didn't know about functional, <laughs> functional mm-hmm. nutrition, functional labs, like actual optimizing health for women, you know, stuff like that. I didn't know any of that. All I knew was that I didn't have a cycle. I wasn't really bothered by it seemed kind of, you know, like nothing was missing from my life and my doctors didn't seem concerned. So I lost my cycle for five years. Wow. Five years. And that tends to be on the short end of my clients. The clients that I work with now, they've either lost their cycle for 10 years, seven years, five years. I just had a client. She never had a cycle. So she had primary amenorrhea. Um, But so I lost it for five years. And the only reason why I started to actually start looking for my cycle was because of Instagram. I know everyone gives Instagram such a bad (laughs) thing. And yes, be mindful of influencers, 100%, like do your due diligence. But I really started to see functional doctors talk about the importance of ovulation. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was really suffering with hair loss. And I was like, I need to get to the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it come to find out that it's a lack of progesterone, which it's a hormone that we make after ovulation. I was like, well, I need to ovulate then like I need to get this under control. And that Mm -hmm. led me down a spiral of learning about ovulation, hormones, the roles of estrogen and progesterone. And something that I'm really passionate about speaking about now is that in the simplicity of explaining hormones to women, as if we can't understand, that's a whole other thing. (laughs) We have, I think, explained estrogen and progesterone as if it only has one function in the body when there's actually estrogen and progesterone receptors from our head to our toes. It's in our teeth. That's why our teeth shift due to pregnancy, mm-hmm. relaxing, progesterone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's receptors in our digestion. That's why we see, I mean, I see almost every client that I work with now has digestive, massive digestive issues. Mm. Everything from being diagnosed to IBS, IBD, um, when it's related to est- to a lack of estrogen and progesterone. Now I'm not saying every single thing is this, but mm-hmm. the, I work with a very niche population. Um, and I've thankfully been able to see all those things reversed, Mm. reversed just by regaining ovulation, everything from your skin, um, to your sex drive to vaginal lubrication. You know what I mean? I I mean, I'm talking about every aspect of your life and as a woman and as you know what I mean? Just things that you like, you don't want to tell your doctor that like you can't poop or that you're, you know, like all these mm-hmm. things. You don't want to tell your doctor that like, Hey, I am like so dry that sex is hurting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to tell your doctor that your hair is falling out. You know what I mean? Um, and on top of these things, I mean, basically what happens with hypothalamic amenorrhea, you are not in menopause. So I'm very clear, but you are put into a menopause state. It's mm-hmm. it mimics it very closely you know what I mean where menopause is not reversible and it's a natural part of life you know what I mean not saying that it's great you know <laughs> so there's that yeah I'm, I'm coming up on it yeah you know what <laughs> so, I mean I get it I mean, like I had everything from hot flashes I mean I was drenched I was 30 years old hmm. drenching my shirt yeah because of my hot flashes my anxiety was horrendous at night I was wired and tired 
I, my cortisol was through the roof because I couldn't clear it because my thyroid had slowed down because your, your thyroid is not broken and your metabolism is not broken. Your body is incredibly smart. And so when you reduce your food intake, your thyroid gets downregulated to conserve energy. And mm-hmm. that's why you don't die. That's why you yeah. didn't die from three days of trying to fast. Right. Yeah. Although, I mean, we're getting pretty close. I'm not saying to death, but what I'm saying yeah. that, you know, three days is kind of really intense. Granted, there's people who do five day fast. Absolutely. Yeah. But to do that for a lifetime is really intense on the system. Very intense. So my cortisol was shooting through the roof and I just made a post about it is that I felt like a million bucks in the morning. I woke up, my eyes opened up at six. I practically popped out of bed. I, you know, did my devotion time with the Lord. You know what I mean? I went and I worked out fasted. I came back, took the dogs for the walk, did everything, settled in for work by nine. And you couldn't tell me that I wasn't living my best life then. Yeah. Because I was lean. Uh, I didn't have a period. That was a problem. I didn't quite have all the symptoms yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But my morning routine looked like everybody's Instagram. Like, this is what I do in the morning. And like, you know, like I was living that life and I'm like, look at me. I can wake up at six with no alarm. I must be so healthy. And I was really at the least healthiest I had ever been in my life. My cholesterol started to climb due to lack Mm -hmm. of estrogen. That's something that people don't realize. You're, you're like LDL. So estrogen is the great regulator. Mm -hmm throughout your body. It regulates your insulin sensitivity. It regulates your cholesterol, all these things. So this is what women in menopause start to see. And then, Mm -hmm. but because of our age, you know, whenever you develop HA, you can go to a doctor and unfortunately they're mostly concerned about not missing PCOS that they don't know about HA. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that'll change hopefully within the next 10 years. You know what I mean? Um, but a lot of my clients have been referred out to multiple different doctors, not knowing that it's all connected Yeah, because for female, well, people, humans, you know what I mean? It is all, um, it is all connected. So I know I went on a tangent. No, that was really good. Hey, let me, let me jump in and ask you a question quickly about that before I forget. So I'm hearing a lot of women late thirties that are being told that they're in perimenopause. And, yes. and I, and I was researching for a book I just wrote, like, you know, when does perimenopause start and finding all these articles about perimenopause starting like late thirties. So is, is maybe the truth that they're actually in some sort of HA state yes. and being diagnosed that way, because it shouldn't they start at 38. Right? They told me at 28 that I was in early menopause and I had, mm, um, ovarian, yeah ovarian insufficiency and that I was just barren. Hmm. And so like, I mean, I would love to get, like share the God version of this entire yeah. story as well too. Yeah. And they basically told me that I was barren that I, you know, and so I didn't want to have kids then. I mean, the Lord has done so much in my life in terms of what is in my life that I would have never chosen for myself. Like I would have never chosen this job, but my goodness, I can't imagine doing anything else. Right. Yeah. Um, and I never wanted to have kids. So for me, like there wasn't a drive. So I work with, so I work in HA and fertility spaces, right? Um, the Lord has just put on my heart, this, this, this passion for women who want to have kids, even though I like, you know, like I don't feel that same intense passion, but what I am passionate about is that they have been told a lie and that they are living a life, not of freedom that the Lord has for them Yeah, in many ways. 
body image, um, version of health, people pleasing, just all the things that lead to this, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that entrapment is really what I'm after. That's what I'm really passionate about. But what happens to be the result is the Lord using me to help women get pregnant naturally. And it's not because I have some formula it's through so like I biblically counsel my clients because I am certified in biblical counseling I don't have a degree in it so I don't want anyone to feel you know confused about it but um but the way that the Lord has positioned me to minister to women in to see that he wants to heal more than just your desire to have a baby and he's not withholding that from you but there's so much more that he has for you that I am, I'm like, how can I not be a part of this? Like, yes, Lord, I will be the vessel. I'm, you know what I mean? Type of thing of like, I can't imagine anything, but I was told that I was barren. I was told that I have primary or not primary, um, ovarian insufficiency. So early menopause. And I'm like, I'm 28. I was just cycling five years ago. What are you talking Mm -hmm. about? So there's something in me where I just I would not agree with that diagnosis. Yeah. Not because I knew better and not because I knew what I knew now because I didn't. You, you know what I mean? Um I eventually got the diagnosis of HA but she didn't really even tell me what it is. She basically said that's the category that we put people in when we don't know what is going on and there's nothing you can do about it. And I remember mm-hmm. sitting there be like I spent years on testing and we had everything tested. I mean so I'll thank her for that. We had our, my like brain because it my because it must be a pituitary tumor. Mm. I do have a small. It's like one of those micro small. And it's just like a little bit of inflammation, but it's not stopping anything. It's not dangerous. It's not anything. It's just randomly. I had my um my DNA tested, my genetics mm. tested to see if my chromosomes were messed up. You know what I mean? I went to every. I've had every test done. I had SIBO testing for my gut because my gut wound up getting. So so bad. When I say so bad, I went from having no issues with any types of food to then having some like food intolerances, which then led to further restriction. And that Mm -hmm. did take care of it for about a year. I mean, like it did take care of it. And then, and then my body just, I mean, I was down to like four foods. And even Mm -hmm. then I would literally eat and blow up instantly. Mm -hmm. I feel like I watched my lower stomach become pregnant. Yeah. Cause I was bloated so much that I'm like, this can't be real. You know? And at that time I was a nutrition coach and I was like, I know this isn't normal. I coach hundreds of women and I've like, this is not the things that I'm seeing. Like, this is not normal. So yes, I, um, we work with a lot of women who have been told that they have, uh, early menopause or um we work more with women now also who have tried IUI or IVF and have been unsuccessful mm-hmm. and they work with us and they are able to get pregnant naturally that's so that's even just a wild portion of being able to really work with somebody who it's been spoken over their life that they are barren and they are Mm -hmm. infertile and that there is something wrong with their body and they can't do it. Um, And when I look at their labs, I'm like, this is HA. And thankfully now IVF there's, well, I have one client. She went to her IVF clinic. We stopped working together because we were at an impasse and coaching is about being 
available whenever they're ready to come back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you couldn't make me go down a certain path, even if you tried in my journey, like I'm just way too stubborn, right? I have to learn it for myself, unfortunately. Um, And so um, she really believed that she had PCOS and I'm not saying that she doesn't have PCOS, but I also work with women who have HA and PCOS and they Mm -hmm. are able to get pregnant. And so thankfully she's been able to come back and she's like, Ashley, I feel so silly. It was really HA all along. And it was Mm -hmm. really everything that you had been telling me. And so I just went back to our notes and I went back to the tweaks that you had me do with my food. And now I'm pregnant. Wow. You know what I mean? After failed IUI, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And getting ready to do IVF and her IVF doctor thankfully was like, this is HA. This is not going to work unless this is resolved. And I think that was one of the things that led her to circle back to just the work that we had done. And now like we're in communication and just celebrating with her, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just been really wild um, to the women that have been told that they are barren Mm -hmm. and they have a strong passion. They're like, no, I know I'm supposed to be a mom. I know I am. And I'm like, I believe you. Yeah. There's some things that we got to work on, but I believe you, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I'm just thinking about, so just people in my own life that have not been successful getting pregnant and gone the IVF route and had it fail and knowing what I know now. And, and again, like you said, like people have to be ready to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to hear the truth around their own journey, but thinking about how they were intentionally trying to restrict or exercise more because if I get pregnant, then I'm going to gain weight. So I have to make sure that I'm ready to gain weight and ready to have my body change. And it's like, oh, but (laughs) I think you're working against yourself there. It's very intense. And yes, and so very much similar of, you know, I know that we're concerned about getting our body ready to gain weight. I'm not going to discredit that that is a thought that women have, but I, but my clients who thankfully have at least reached out and agree to work, right. You know, to work on this, I, you know, I say more of if, if your body has deemed your situation, not safe enough to ovulate Mm -hmm. due to stress, which encompasses nutritional stress. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get slightly nerdy, but I think this is really important because people, I think people can like dismiss this. And I would have, I would have, I needed to know the why I am. I need to know the why chick, you know what I mean? So on your hypothalamus, the first part of this domino sits a hormone called leptin and your leptin tells your body, your nutritional status. This isn't whether you've had carrots or not. This is, Mm -hmm. do you have enough energy Mm-hmm. to send the first message down to your pituitary and then leptin sits on your pituitary and he's like mm-hmm. do we have enough energy so each way there's this gate to make sure that you have enough energy coming in because if i let you ovulate there is a chance that this is going to lead to pregnancy and breastfeeding and you have to have enough coming in in order to support that so yeah. that's where we see the first thing is like the the leptin gate that I will call it that sits on the hypothalamus. If you have enough coming in, it'll open up and you can go to the pituitary. Mm -hmm. The pituitary has a leptin gate as well. If you have enough, it'll open up and then it'll send the FSH. And then you also have a leptin gate on your ovaries. Mm -hmm. 
right? Meaning that your body is so smart that if it does not sense enough energy coming in, it will not allow this to happen. Now, what I love about your title and about what we do compared to who, a lot of times we'll say, no, no, no. I know someone who's leaner and who has gotten pregnant. I know someone who is leaner who dieted. I know someone who's leaner. And I say, you are right. They are. But that is not your situation and your body will not allow it. So we can keep comparing or we can accept that your body is not going to allow it to happen under these conditions. And so now we have to choose. We have to choose your version of what is beautiful or you get to choose having a baby. And I know that's so intense and it's so harsh, but to entertain any other thought is not kind or compassionate because I'm allowing you to entertain another option that's never going to produce what you want it to produce. And so in love, I have to present these two options. You can either continue to chase worth, validation, love, and connection through your body, Mm. or you can agree with God about Mm. who he says you are and allow him to usher you through this transition and get pregnant. But, but this is a fork in the road and I will go down any path you want to go down and it's always going to be a safe place, but this is the choice point and there is no middle or else you would have achieved it already because I don't believe that you are here for a lack of trying. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Ashley, I'm loving this conversation so much. I can't wait to continue it in next week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for listening. I hope something today has helped you stop comparing and start living. If you want to connect with Ashley right away, if something about HA or infertility or loss of a cycle, if something like that has resonated with you today, go to thehasociety.com and you can learn more about Ashley. The Compared to Podcast is proud to be part of the Life Audio Network of Podcasts. Check out lifeaudio.com for so much great content. You will not believe the awesome podcast there. So go check that out, lifeaudio.com. Oh, hey there. Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to comparetowho.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at comparetowho.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? 
Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of the local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life's tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.